0: Welcome into episode three of the House of L podcast. My name is Lawrence Holmes and I thank you for hanging out to check out who we're going to talk to this week. We'll get to this week's guest in just a minute. I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that consumed the first two episodes of the podcast. I've been looking at the numbers and it's been really exciting when you start a new venture like that. It's cool to see people support it. Uh, the the really cool thing was that when people went and listened to the Jason Goff interviews, both part one and part two, they went back and listened to Jason Bonetti, and that's really really exciting. That both interviews I thought were great for different reasons, obviously, but it was a, a lot of fun to sit down and talk with Jason Bonetti. And hopefully, we'll get him back on the podcast at some point. We have had so far. Almost twenty thousand downloads. As I'm recording this, almost twenty thousand downloads for the podcast, and that's with only two episodes, and that's with it only being up for three weeks. So I sincerely thank you uh, to give you an idea. An hour of my show on the radio, the podcast usually only gets about between a thousand and fifteen hundred, and that's to to have episodes that get 5000 6000 i think a part 2 of the episode with Jason is uh, up to 7200 downloads is really really gratifying so i want to thank you and we'll keep trying to do great content like that's the the idea which brings us to our guest for this week so excited that i got the chance to talk with Cheryl Scott uh, Cheryl and i we we have a, a pretty good friendship but it's one of those friendships where You don't see the person for a really long time and then you see them and it's like you catch up and it's like you you, were never apart. That's what happens with me and Cheryl, because obviously she's doing her thing. But we usually, you know, talk a little bit via social media. We see each other at sporting events from time to time. So I was really happy to get her on the podcast and get her point of view. I think that you'll enjoy this conversation that we're going to have because it sheds a lot of light on how she does what she does and doing weather is, is a different phenomenon than doing other broadcasting. It's mostly off the cuff. Like you, you don't really have a teleprompter. You've got your maps and you kind of work off that. So we talked about that, but we also talked about her Eagles because she's a big, big fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. And she was at the super bowl. We talked about pizza. We talked about her uh, tearing her Achilles And then we we got into some serious stuff, too, on body issues and how there's a dark side of fame. And it's good. And she's very open and honest about some of her feelings on that stuff. And it was two friends, like, having a good time having a conversation. So hopefully you enjoy it. Here is Cheryl Scott. I have not had a chance to talk to you since. How long has it been? Well, I mean, we've talked, and we've, right? You know, but I haven't had a chance to. Like, I've been dying to talk to you about the Eagles.
1: Oh my gosh, that's fun. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. You were there, right? <gasps> that brings me joy. What a great weekend that was. You know what the best? Po- this is going to sound.
0: Oh, hold!
1: Hold everyone!
0: Background <laughs> <That's laughs> that noise. That's the beautiful thing about the pod. <laughs> Is that sometimes things happen.
1: Multiple people, multiple computers.
0: All sorts of stuff.
1: Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, so it was in Minneapolis, and one of the greatest things about it was you would think that an Eagles fan would go to Minneapolis, and Minnesota fans would just tear us to shreds because of the game that we played before, and they lost. I gotta tell you, it was so awesome to see, like, Minneapolis fans just cheering for the Eagles just because they hate the Patriots so much. That was pretty, that was pretty awesome. Or everyone in Minnesota is just awesome and so nice. Because it's the Midwest, right?
0: I was in Minnesota a couple weeks ago on a donut quest, and there's a place there called Glam Dolls Donuts that is unbelievable in downtown Minneapolis. I had the best donut I've ever had. It's it's called the uh, Pucker Up. Okay. So it's a a lemon cruller with lemon cream. So good.
1: (laughs) Every time I go by Do Right Donuts, we just had them in the office yesterday, I think of you. of you. Because you're the one that told me about Do Right Donuts.
0: And they let me a couple years ago make my own donut. Some. So, I created my own, and now at some point, the hope is that I get a chance to do another one because I got some ideas. It's been my thing. I like my donuts.
1: I, if you don't like donuts, then what's wrong with you, right? Right. But it is, there definitely is a quality to the donut.
0: Yes. So, that's key. Yeah. People, uh, it's not just I like donuts, I mean, I do. But there has to be a level of quality that goes with the donuts. It's right. a big deal. Yeah. So the celebration for the Eagles, how did you celebrate after the game? Did you, did you end up going back to South Jersey or this Philadelphia? This the
1: saddest part about all of this. I was at the game with only Patriots fans. So I was there as an Eagles fan, but didn't have any friends there from Philly. So, you know, I definitely pre-gamed and and hung out with Eagles fans, but after the game, all the Patriots fans were so miserable that I was just like left by myself oh. frolicking down the street like cheering. So, I didn't really party or after-party and I had to get on a plane super early to make it back to work the next day. But I didn't go back to Jersey I mean, I got a tight schedule here at ABC, so (laughs) I got to go to the game most important and was definitely one of the best football games I probably will ever witness in my lifetime.
0: When they throw the the touchdown to Nick Foles, did you just go insane? I,
1: I think I was just speechless. It was insanity. And again, I was surrounded by Patriots fans, so they're like, first of all, like, what just happened? And then by the end of the game, they're like, this is awesome, this is how we do it, I feel bad for you, this is how Eagles fans are gonna like go home with a broken heart because, you know, Brady comes out last minute of every game and finds a way to get it done. But this time he didn't. So it was it was awesome.
0: I enjoy that you I don't know if I've seen another weather person in the country marry weather and sports the way that you did. Thank you. And and what I'm like, you know, when we were together, obviously, we would talk about this stuff all the time. But you've taken your own... Content and created videos. Weathering the odds is that.
1: Yeah. So weather the odds, um, and I hope to keep doing it. It's 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 sometimes hard to keep up with. I mean, you are the professional in sports in terms of names and players and this and that and the stats. So it's a little hard to keep up with all of that when you're working a full time job. But I have a passion for sports. I always have, and. People rely heavily, not only players or coaches or management, but fans on the weather. Weather is the number one impact on a lot of sporting events, and it can totally change the outcome of any game. So I started a little weather the odds segment on social media, and I just basically tie in weather for big football games of every weekend and try to get the message out on what to expect and how I think the weather is going to impact the players on the field or or the conditions and you know a lot of people do a little betting on sports so there's the over the under that whole thing I mean yeah that I was
0: gonna bring that up because now that it can be legal across the United States weather people are going to become even more important to the sports world
1: exactly so if you're listening to this and you have questions about future sporting events i am happy to give out the forecast personally to each and every one of you
0: so did this all start it's urban legend when it comes to you did this all start with you your obsession with weather with wizard of oz
1: yes When I was a little girl, I was obsessed with The Wizard of Oz, and people probably are like, yeah, whatever. But the whole tornado scene sparked my interest. And I think I was just so little that I didn't quite grasp what was happening. I'm like, how is this girl getting picked up in this thing and landing in a colorful land? I want to be like her. Um, and then, you know, when I started getting older and realizing what it was and the science behind it, I really grabbed on to earth sciences in grade school. And I swear that I wrote my eighth grade yearbook, I plan to become a meteorologist. Like, eighth grade, that's really nerd alert material. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you have made up your mind that this was going to be it. Like, this is what you, what you wanted to do. So how does one then... Go from writing it down in eighth grade to then saying, how do I get on a a track to do this professionally?
1: It's funny that you say that because track played a huge part in my life. So when I was in eighth grade, I was like, I love science. I love weather. This is something that I want to become when I'm older. But I was also I was really fast when I was growing up. So I was I excelled in track and studies in high school and I was recruited to run track at an amazing college, uh, Brown University. So I didn't want to turn down that opportunity to go to this school and be a part of their team and I just fell in love with Providence when I visited. The problem was is that they didn't have a meteorology program. So we'll make it a little interesting as is everything in life. Um, So I did a little hop, skip, and jump to how I became a meteorologist. Went to Brown, figured out that I was gonna major in geological sciences while I was there, which goes hand in hand with climate and weather. And then, when I graduated, I was all set and signed, sealed, delivered, ready to go to Penn State to um, further my education and get a degree in meteorology. But I ended up with an internship through the sports department at MBC in Philadelphia with Vaisicahema. And when I was there, I was like, hey, I love sports and this is awesome, but can I go hang out with the weather folks? So I kind of switched my intern after I got my foot in the door to not being with the sports department, but learning from the meteorologist. And they told me, if you wanna perhaps be on air and be on camera, then you need to get into this business as fast as possible. So I kind of changed my thinking of going to another college and then I enrolled in Mississippi State University and they have an online distance program for meteorology. So I did that and I made a resume tape while I was doing this and someone hired me to do the weather. And I started in Erie, Pennsylvania, on air, as a weather forecaster, I wasn't a meteorologist yet, and doing my school at the same time to get my
0: second degree. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a little roundabout way, but it all worked
0: out. Was it weird for you growing up as a an Eagles fan and then being sitting sitting there with Vice and I mean, yeah. that, that, like that's crazy.
1: I know it was crazy. You know, I was just so you know when you're in high school or great or college, and it's almost so intimidating when you step into you know a studio for the first time or you know, an ABC or an NBC affiliate, I think I was just in such awe of what everyone was doing because this is what I wanted to do, that I was, like, so shy and timid just learning the ropes and trying to, like, learn everything I could in the matter of time I was there. I don't think I was even understanding who I was in a room with because they were just on another level to me at that time.
0: What would you suggest for someone who wants to be you? To do what you do for a living,
1: <laughs> I would suggest to not want to be me. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. Um, but you know, a lot of people look up like I did when I was younger too. I looked up to Cecily Tynan and these meteorologists in Philadelphia who were just rocking it and, and so good at their job. So if people are looking at me, first of all, I feel blessed and, and very fortunate, but just, just stick to it. And if you have an extreme passion and a love for what you do and you just continue to go after your goals, it's all a mindset and you can make anything happen you just kind of stick to it even though it does get hard and it's and it is hard at first because you're shipped off to a city where you don't know anyone at all Um, you're making absolutely like, zero cash. Can we talk about that? I think I made $16,000 a year my first my first gig. I mean, that's just how it starts out. So you have to have that mental toughness, which is something that I relate sports to. Growing up in sports, I think it gave me that background a little bit in mental toughness to be able to you know, go through life and kind of get through these harder times because I know a lot of people don't want to leave home or they don't want to take that risk. So take the risk, take that jump and you don't know what door will open from there. You don't, you're not, you know, handcuffed to anywhere you go in life and you can always decide to change your outcome. So I think that's important to rem- to remember too. Do you remember being broke? Oh my gosh, do I remember? I think I like still have so many loans to pay off. <laughs> Oh, ramen noodles every night. <laughs> that was your go-to? Ramen noodles, and i uh, it was bad. I mean, just week to week trying to pay your bills.
0: Can, can you, I have this that happened to me often. I think about, how did I survive?
1: I, I don't know. And then people are like, how did you do it? And I think it's just one of those things, you just put your head down, you do it, and no, it's not forever. And again, if it it's doesn't work out or it's something that, doesn't happen the way you want. You can change the outcome and and change what you're doing. But it was, I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even know if you could call it depression at times, but it was, it was sad. It was lonely, but you have to remember why you're there and why you're doing what you're doing.
0: (laughs) Were you depressed at all? (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: not anymore, but it's hard.
0: Those, I think about it a lot. Like when i try to explain it to young people that are in our business and i say look you're gonna be broke for a little bit right this is not if you wanted to get rich like you should have gone into hedge fund management yeah if you love what you do you can have a great life of and there's there's gold at the end of the rainbow Huh.
1: Do you ever get to the end of a rainbow?
0: No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but but you have to be willing to, to sacrifice some stuff. And it, it stinks. I mean, a lot of times you're just like, man, am I really doing the right thing? I remember right. being in college and seeing friends who went into marketing or PR or, you know, went into hedge fund stuff. And they're making $100,000 two years or so out yeah. of college. And you're like... I'm so broke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can you send me that weekly check? I really need it. How am I going to pay my rent? Oh, yeah. So it is tough, but you just set, you hit the nail on the head. If you have the passion and the heart for what you're doing, then that outweighs everything at that moment in time. I mean, we all go through it. You have to start somewhere.
0: Weather's strange because <laughs> we don't need you until something's really bad. If it's it's sunny and 80, everyone loves Cheryl, there's no problems, (laughs) here's a forecast. But if it's storming, or there's tornadoes, or a snowstorm is in the area, that's where your expertise comes into play, and I've always wondered, is it hard to balance your excitement about a weather phenomenon with the danger that it is? Poses.
1: You know, I think because I've been on air for so long, I take so much pride in the job that not only I do, but also our entire team does here on really relaying the message of of what people need to know when it matters most and keeping people safe. So I take a step back and I think about, OK, how is this going to impact the viewing area, my friends, my family? How do we keep them safe? What do they need to know? Yeah, of course we're meteorologists and we get into, you know, this is gonna be a huge weather day, the science, this, that, and that's so cool behind the scenes, but then when it's real life and it's happening here at home, I mean, it's, it's instinct that, you know, we have a job to do and that's to keep people safe. So I think that we do a really good job here as a team keeping the community abreast of what what they really need to know
0: what's the most scared you've ever been for yourself in a weather situation and the most scared you've been for whatever community you were working at
1: okay so i think we've had a few tornado outbreaks here in illinois but the one that really hits home for me was probably the worst tornado outbreak the country one of the worst they've ever seen it was back april 27 2011 the deep south went through a a terrible tornado outbreak a lot of people remember the tuscaloosa alabama tornado that was just a monster well at that time i was working in knoxville tennessee i didn't really go through a severe weather event And that kind of marked, that was the benchmark from there on out for my career, for the rest of my life. I'll always look back at that date and say, holy, holy crap, this is what my job is about. We had probably over two dozen tornado touchdowns that day just alone in the Knoxville area. We had over two dozen, close to three dozen deaths that day. I mean, it was bad and we didn't even get it the worst. Alabama, everyone just to the south really got hit hard. Um, but it was the next day going out into the community and meeting the folks that were impacted by these tornadoes and, and people, Knoxville's a small community and I worked at a really great station, WBIR, very connected with the community. So when we went out there as, as a team of meteorologists, I mean, people were just running up to us saying, you know, thank you so much for alerting us. You're the reason why I'm I, I'm alive. And it's like, holy crap! Like this is what my job means. People, Mother Nature can be a beast and just rip people's lives apart and to shreds and and cause fatalities. So that was definitely one of one moment that I will never ever forget. And it also sparked my long-term relationship with the Red Cross that I have now because at that day I saw and I met so many Red Cross volunteers that were on the scene keeping these people safe and in shelters and providing food and blankets and warmth and from that moment on I realized that this job of mine is a platform for more purpose and not only... Is it a responsibility of mine to keep people safe? But after math and after severe weather, what can I do? So I've been on the board with the Red Cross here in Chicago since i moved, just to be able to help people in times of need as well. So that's something that's near and dear to my heart.
0: It seems like you've really taken to it. If I'm following you on social media, I see that you're doing events, you're doing blood drives, you're you know, all over this. I, I, I love that. What, what made you feel like that was the right organization for you to join?
1: So it was so organic. So I think a lot of people always think to themselves, and I think a lot of people also struggle because they want to do something really good, and how can I back an organization or or start my own nonprofit? Um, it was very organic for me being on the ground that day and realizing You know this is this is my job i'm telling people about tornadoes and severe storms and how to stay safe and and where they need to be and shelter and then all of a sudden you know homes are destroyed and people's lives are lost and the first responders the first ones on the scene that day were the american red cross volunteers helping families that lost their homes Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That I want to be doing and continue to dedicate a lot of my time to.
0: Tell me if this characterization of you is correct. (laughs) I think that you're, whenever someone's asked me to describe you, I've always said, Cheryl's kind of shy. Is that fair?
1: It's it's so funny you say this because it's I'm so outgoing with my friends and people that know me really well, but yeah, there's definitely a shyness to me, um, for sure, especially with people I haven't met yet or or are getting to know. I don't know. I think you just have to get me on another. I don't know. You've gotten to know me, so what was it like getting to know me? Okay, first she was shy, or but people can mistake shy for for being not friendly
0: that's that's what I wanted to say because
1: guys I'm friendly
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's that's usually people would ask you know well, what's she like and like well you know Cheryl's kind of quiet and shy. And bookish you know like
1: yeah.
0: you have an Ivy League degree you know <laughs> like you're no joke can
1: you remind me no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and so when I say that people look at you know your footprint on social media and they go I, I don't know if I believe that I'm like no I'm telling you and and what I learned is you're this is just me playing dime store psychologist but you're the type of person that once someone reaches out to you, like you're down with them and that's it. But people who, you know, will look at you as scant and like don't want to give you the chance to get to know them, that it's more difficult for you to trust those people.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I think, well, I mean, being on air, you have this platform where people just automatically, like you're people welcome you into their homes each and every day. And then when they see you every day, they just decide, you know, right away. Do I like this person? Do I not like this person? Um, people are judgmental, and that's just the world that we live in. But I, I, I'm going. I keep thinking when we were working together at that other station way back when. I just remember like having so many just sitting in your office, laughing and like being total nerds, and just and like that's me. At the end of the day, I'm just like your next door girl who wants to like have fun, do good things and do a really good job on the air. So it's so hard because people are so judgmental. I mean, if you're in this business, you have to have thick skin because the haters hate, but they have no idea who you are inside. And I think that is something that not only me, but my circle of friends, which I like to call my tribe, you, you surround yourself with the people that bring out the best in you, or at least you should. And you can see you know, your friends and their actions and their personalities, who these people are, is a testament to who you are. So I have a great circle of friends, a great tribe who keep me strong and they support me as well as I support them. So I have so many great people surrounding me each and every day that you know, you just gotta kinda weed out the people that think that they know you but they really don't and that goes for everyone i think it's really important to not judge someone unless you've gotten to know them and they're they're not like they don't fall into your moral values i mean because they're celebrities there's people on tv and it's like okay well i don't know them personally who am i to judge someone so i just don't believe in that
0: What's a piece of advice that you would give someone about being famous?
1: Okay, well, I don't consider, if you're, like, trying to say I'm famous, I don't consider myself famous. Come on. I don't. And it's probably something I struggle with because I've just never viewed myself in that way or that light. I come into work. I do my job. I go on TV. I mean, in Chicago, I think there's local, maybe you call them celebrities, but... I don't think of myself as famous. It's just, I don't even like to okay. think like
0: that. All right, let me try and rephrase the question, counselor.
1: <laughs> uh, um,
0: how how would you advise someone that wants to be in the public eye on how to do it?
1: Um, well, first I think that you have to have the heart and the passion for what you want to do on a TV platform. If you're into journalism and you want to tell a story, Like, that's first and foremost key. You won't, you don't, I don't think it's great to be like, oh, I want to be on TV. I'm going to go do this. So follow your heart, your passion. And if that leads to a broadcast role, well, you have the base there for what you want to do and what you want to be good at. Um, But then it's all about, you know, grace and presence and, and staying true to yourself no matter what. We're done. That's it? That's it. That was so easy. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you questions. What's going on? Feel free. I
0: got time. No, this is I didn't want to keep you too long and
1: Oh my gosh, I have until about I have eight more hours to go because of this <laughs> basketball game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You guys are in
0: the basketball I game. I have a
1: whole lot of time to kill tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: a, I, I'm actually gonna go pick up pizza. I've been out of town. Well, okay,
1: let's talk about that. Where are you getting your pizza from? Okay,
0: I'm going to to peace. Okay. Peace is kind of our number one. Okay. But but my wife and I spent some time in Lincoln Park and There's some good places there. She likes the breadsticks there. Um, so peace is my number one. <laughs>
1: are you just jumping over the name? That's no, hilarious. No.
0: no, go ahead. You're gonna give
1: it? Well are you Lincoln Park okay, happy camper? No, right on Webster. Um, Home Slice, Yes, got it.
0: I've seen you at Home Slice, or I've seen you on in social media on Home Slice. She likes some breadsticks there. For me, it's peace. I'm an Aurelio's kid. I grew up eating Aurelio's. Okay. I love Aurelio's. What's your, what's your favorite place? Because I know Jersey.
1: I know, and- it's so hard. So if people don't know I'm originally from the East Coast, I'm from Philly, Jersey girl. Eagles fan, obviously we already talked about that. <laughs> um, pizza here for me is really, really hard. Why? Because I have not yet found where, like, the best pizza.
0: See, this is why I kind of like peace.
1: I take inquiries after this as well. If you want to start sending me free pizza, I'm down for it. I'm just I know kidding. that's just right. Kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: I like peace because, I mean, I grew up here in Chicago. I like tavern style, I like thin crust right. cut in the squares, I like that, but Peace is New Haven style. I love their crust, it's so chewy.
1: I think I have had Peace actually now that I think about it. And they're pretty, pretty close to as close you can get to East Coast, but I also really love my favorite so far is New York City Bagel Deli Pizza. Really? Yes. If you like East Coast pizza, I have found that they make the closest pizza to East Coast pizza. New York City Bagel Deli. They have great bagels, but they also make some kick-ass pizzas.
0: You just did, like, a great commercial for them. You're welcome. That commercial was perfect. Did You even put a tagline (laughs) in in for them. Uh, Oh, Let's see. What else can we... I don't like... I have to tell you that I personally don't like when outsiders... Are like oh Chicago deep dish pizza. I'm like, mm. like we eat that maybe twice a year.
1: Yeah, maybe. And there's some people that absolutely love deep dish pizza, which is fine. And I'm with you once or twice a year, great.
0: But Pequod's. I like it. I
1: like it thinner, easier to eat. Totally.
0: Yeah, Pequod's is like my place. But yeah, they're you know, good. Once once a year, go there. Right. Have some of that. Because really, what it is is casserole. Yes, it's pizza casserole. <laughs> this is what it is. It's pizza that's casserole. so true. So I—that's kind of my thing. That's—that's—it's that's kind of my deal. How—how's your Achilles? Are you?
1: The Achilles is fine, kind of. Can you run? I'm never. I'll never be the same. Ever. I ruptured my Achilles like six years ago. Now, it's just a bad, bad injury that I wish on absolutely no one. I don't wish injuries on anyone ever, but this one. Especially, it's rough.
0: I rem- it still I remember that. Me. I remember when you were trying to get back into regular shoes. Oh, my God. It was so bad. I used to do
1: the weather, remember? Like, in crutches. Yeah. And I would just stand there and use my crutch to point at the map. Here you go, guys. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? And how did they let me go on the air and do that? I need to find a clip or something.
0: Were you ever on a scooter? I can't re- Like, a little... Yeah, I have a Vespa. No, not no. no, Oh, oh, wasn't there like a like a one-legged? Maybe maybe I did have one of those at work.
1: I mean, it's bad. It's painful.
0: I mean, for someone who's spent a long time running. Yeah. I mean,
1: I. That's horrible. I don't know if I miss running because I spent so many years running. I mean, it would be nice to just go for like a leisurely stroll down the lakefront and not be in pain, but. Since I can't really run anymore, I do a lot of yoga and a lot of spin. Okay. What I need to do more of. Why? It's, it's almost summer, so I've taken a little break from working out. You know, that happens. I'm the type of person that's like, it's game on or it's game off.
0: So either you're eating pizza, correct. watching the basketball game. correct?
1: Or I am on a diet working out three to four times a week. And right now I'm off.
0: Off is good.
1: Yeah. And the camera adds 15 pounds, so that's great. You know, the number one thing I get when I go out, you know, it's not about my weather expertise. Thanks, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, people say all the time, I look so much different in person than on air. But you probably know me so well that you don't see the difference because you know me.
0: I, I actually think that it's the opposite. I think I know the the difference. Your Curvier on television, correct. Than you are in Everywhere person.
1: Everywhere I go, people are like, "You're so much smaller." Yeah, I'm like, thanks.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you're you're in shape. I think people would be surprised like, if they met you in person. Like your lean, your colleague here, Dion Miller. Dion is like. She is she is ready to fight you. You see the guns, the gun she, show.
1: She is the tiniest human I, I may have ever seen.
0: She but runs she, like marathons. She and stuff. runs
1: and works out every day. She is game on all of the time. Yeah,
0: there's no there's no quitting. No. with her. No, she's dedicated for sure. So so I think that's the when people see you they're like oh, and you're like yeah I'm. I'm small.
1: (laughs) So the camera adds 15 pounds. I just want everyone everyone to know that. So also something. Please tell them because I always felt like I was real big on TV. The (laughs) image that we have to try to, like, keep up with.
0: What's the best concert you've been to over the last year?
1: Oh, my gosh. The best concert. Did you make it to Coachella? I did. I just have a really bad memory. Okay. So I got to, like, think about this. Did you go to Taylor Swift? I did go to Taylor Swift. I think I liked her last concert better, but I don't, like I go, I'm this person that will go see a movie and then I can see the movie 20 more times because I don't remember the first time I saw it. I have a terrible memory. So the best concert,
0: I would have to think about that. All right, what was the, forget about the concert. What was the best time you had at a concert?
1: God, I have a great time at every concert I go to. That's also something about me. I am big on just always having like a light heart, good time.
0: I love that when I'm seeing what you're doing on social, you're a little bit of everything. Like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, yes. Dirks Bentley. Like you will so see
1: Beyonce you- crush I haven't seen it. Okay, that might be the best production I've ever seen, Beyonce at Coachella. It was insane. I don't know how she does it. Neither. I get wow. out of breath saying the weather for three minutes sometimes, and she performed for maybe three hours straight, singing and dancing, and it was, it was something else.
0: What's next for you? Like, what what would be oh, the God next gee. thing that you want to do, or the next crossover that you want to do?
1: This is what keeps me up at night. <laughs> thinking about this, I am in such a great place Mm Right now, ABC is awesome. I'm so fortunate to be where I am. So I just hope to continue to build, you know, even a better relationship with the Chicago community. And hopefully they realize that they're stuck with me because I absolutely love the city and I love my job. Um, it's interesting being in the media world in this business and seeing how everything's kind of starting to change and there's so much more being done digitally. So I think it's more of a crossover where how you can continue to grow, you know, your brand and what you can do on other platforms. Forms, which I'll continue to
0: work on. Can I give you some props on that? Because I think that for personalities in Chicago, I think you were ahead of the curve on digital and social media like platforms. Like you were the first person that really kind of was like, hey, are you on Instagram? Yes. And and I was like, what's Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this. And you've built that, your, your followers up on there by doing cool stuff. Like you let them in a little bit. Oh, um, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Sometimes there'll be a live video and it's just you typing. Uh,
1: well, that's when you're tuned in, when I'm typing. I bring the video to the, when I do the weather, I bring it into the studio so people can also see me do the weather live. On the air. Oh. So you're just tuning in when I'm not doing the weather.
0: And I, I'm like, what is she doing? That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm sitting there like, is she, what is she doing? Does she know that, that she's, she's live? That she's live there. right now typing. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Method to my madness. You got to tune in when I start it. <laughs>
0: well, it's good. I think that outreach is really helpful. I think it's helpful for ABC7 and, and you with with your brand. So you too.
1: I'm out, I'm trying. You know, I'm I, I, I'm bad at Twitter, and I'm I think Facebook has just definitely changed a lot. So mm-hmm. you will find me most on Instagram.
0: I'm actually I I took Facebook off my phone. And
1: it's just so different now.
0: I haven't missed it.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. I check in,
0: I mean look, I know there are a lot of people that follow me and I want to make sure that if I have content that they can get the content too. Right. But it's I don't like it anymore as much as I I used to love Facebook. And that's anymore.
1: where it was at. And
0: that's where a lot of our viewers and listeners are too, which is really, really strange. But
1: Yeah. But we'll keep posting, don't you guys worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> still
0: figure out a way to, to keep posting, but thanks again for this. No,
1: thank you, and it was so good to see you again. It's good to see you, One too. day we'll work together again, maybe, this is
0: This perhaps. is what I think, it, this is on the docket for me, that I want to put together, like, an Avengers type group of people to look Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm definitely not into superheroes like you are, which I had to ask him why his podcast podcast was named House of L and not House of Homes. So I'm sure you've already explained this to all of your listeners, why it's House of L.
0: It's, it's fine. If they don't know, it, it kind of takes from Superman, whose real name is Kal-El. He's from the House of L. My first name starts with L. So I figured we'd do that. And I actually got an artist... From DC Comics to Do My New Logo, which is a play off of Superman's S with an L. Yes.
1: So I like it. You're sticking to your heart and where it comes from. But I mean, House of Homes. People tell
0: me that and yeah. tell Rob, Rob Elgus to mind his business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll get started that.
0: that. No, he's a good man. I, I've, I love him, too. So, but yeah, it's... I want I to put together like an Avengers of people that I've worked with. Like, that's the. It's one what of the What
1: superhero things. would I be?
0: We could go with the Wasp. I don't even know what that is. A- Evangeline Lilly is playing the Wasp in the new oh, Ant Man movie. Got it. So we could do that. I'm trying to think of another. I don't want to pigeonhole you with just like a, a, f- a female superhero. Right. Although, there it is. I mean, Storm? You could be Storm, although people would probably be mad since she's black. But, I mean, ah! <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> but that would be great, actually, now that I think about it. You could... Maybe you could be Thor.
1: We'll just think about it. No,
0: you you can be Thor. Okay. Because in the comics, at least, Thor is a woman. There we go. The God of Lightning. Ooh, boom. You're... It's, See,
1: you're, you're, this is like out of my world. It's I just you geeked go to up Comic-Con? this place. I,
0: I went to C2E2, which is Chicago's version of.
1: I went in there and I have never seen anything like it in my. I felt uh, like I entered another galaxy. What? What? Those costumes are so extreme. Mad props to people that pull that off.
0: I am. I was overwhelmed. As someone who has loved comics since I was a little and if kid... He, you were overwhelmed... Right. <laughs> I was like, whoa! It was too much for me. Yeah,
1: I can like, understand like
0: that. Like, I was like hyperventilating. Because there's a lot of people, and everyone's excited, and you have the costumes, and it is out of control. I I went to... My, my wife and I, we like to go travel around watch baseball. Not that this is comics, but it's the same level of uh, obsession. We were in Pittsburgh. We get into this cab... Cab driver says, I'm so happy to see you guys. And we're like, do we know this guy or something? And we're like, are you having a rough day? And he goes, Oh yeah, the the furry convention is in town.
1: Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> That's so good.
0: And we were like, oh man, we're sorry, because we you can s- come in. We've seen how some of that stuff goes down. No, we were just talking about furry conventions. Never been to one. (laughs) (laughs) Have you? No. No! (laughs) No, but I was in town once when there was one, and it was a cab driver was very happy to see what he would dub normal I could see that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people went, eh? Yeah, yeah. And some of them went in the hallways.
1: Okay. (laughs) Say something else
0: so we don't end on that note. I'll edit that out. Okay. I'll edit all that stuff out. Perfect. You are the best, and I appreciate this.
1: Thanks for coming to my little weather world.
0: I learned a lot today, actually, so that's good. and The listener learned something, too.
1: Hopefully that I'm friendly.
0: (laughs) Yes, hopefully that you're a nice person and approachable. Thanks, guys. (laughs) See, that was a lot of fun, right? A lot of fun to get Cheryl talking about all sorts of stuff, and... I think she felt a little uncomfortable when we started talking about furries, but who doesn't feel uncomfortable when you start talking about furries? Thanks for listening to this week's pod, and continue to support us. That would be great. We're on iTunes. If you haven't subscribed, we would love it if you would do so. House of L is how you can do it. If you would like to uh, check us out on Libsyn and get the direct download, houseofl.libsyn.com is where you can check it out share it if you think someone to get something out of this podcast pass along to them if you've got broadcasting students or people who are interested in going into broadcasting let them check it out too big thanks to abc7 thanks to cheryl scott for being so giving with her time and inviting me into the weather office there over at abc7 it was a really really good time and great to catch up with her we got great guests coming up in the next couple weeks too so stick around Thanks for your support. It means a lot to me.